It may be sunny in LA, but I stay bringing the shade. You think you have me figured out? Until you don't. This is Black Reality Kiki with AJ. And your girl, Fresha. We're getting into season 14 of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. It's all about the shade, the drama, and the slays. Come, Come take, take a, a BRK. Wagwan, Miguel. Ooh, honey, we in the hours this week. <laughs> honey, we are in the islands, okay? Honey, I'm feeling real tropical. Look, I'm swaying in the water a little bit. Ooh, honey, feeling that cool breeze. Yes, honey, drinking me a pina colada with a mean spliff in my left hand. Ooh, honey, you know it's illegal, so you better be careful. Ooh, sneak attack. <laughs> How you feeling today? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling nice, bright, sunny, trying to pick up from the vibes from last night's episode for sure. Yes, honey, you ready to get into these things? Let's do this thing. Okay, so this week, honey, we opened up with the girls packing up for Jamaica. We first get into Kenya's home and we see, you know, her and Drew kicking about Sonya's rules, throwing shade a little bit here and there. Honey, and we even got a little inside scoop that Kenya's plus one, her cousin Shay, allegedly dropped out. But we'll get more tea on her plus one situation later. Also, during this moment, we go to the Ross household and we see that Ross and Sonya are working out with their brother-in-law slash best friend, who is also fine as hell. See, that's how you do it. I literally wrote this. I was like, okay, so Sonya met her man and then... Somehow got into the best friend tea and then hooked up her sister. That's literally like, I'm taking notes. Like, this is how it should be done. These LA streets better watch out because we will have to do the same thing, girl. It's giving six degrees of separation. Like, everybody knows somebody that knows somebody. Like, that's that's how it should be done. Um, and then also, honey, this family is fit, okay? Literally fit family. I could not be mad. Honey, I see why iFit wanted to sponsor a trip for them. They don't play any games. No days off. Come on, iFit. The iFit bag. Mm, and IFB. Mm-hmm. Honey, no days off for the Rosses. It was so cute. Yeah, I was like, wow. Goals. Hashtag goals. That's all that came to mind when I saw that scene. Familial goals. Not even just couple goals at this point. Mm-hmm. Honey, so then after that, we get over to the Pittmans and we see that you know Ralph and Drew are having a little moment for one why did he have to come for my girl's lace like that well she did say it lifted before in the heat so he was just trying to keep his eyes peeled and that temperature low so that it didn't it didn't lift up for me it was where did the hair come from huh? like what is I feel like he does things on purpose to like try to nitpick at her but also, like, he's trash. Like, this is your wife and you're on national television. I get being playful, but that was coming off just a little rude, in my opinion. Daddy, shady. Shady boots, for real. Very shady. Honey, shady Ralph. So then, also during this moment, we get a little bit of a preview into the Josiah situation. And one thing that drew a red flag for me was that I didn't realize that Ralph originally agreed to adopt him and then took it back. I thought that this whole time it was just like conversation that they were going to, you know, talk about it. And then he decided not to do it. But I didn't know that he had actually made the statement that he was going to adopt Josiah. And then my follow-up question to you is that, do you think Josiah knew that? I have thought about this situation too, similarly. 
And number one, that's where my, my mind goes first. Like, I hope to God they did not tell this young boy that he was going to get adopted by his stepfather only for him to renege on that because trauma. Um, but also, I kind of want to get the biological father, don't know his name, I think Ricky or something. I want to get his tea because knowing Ralph, he could be make, he could totally be making up that whole situation of the bio father not being comfortable with him. I need to get him on record to see what his thoughts are because Ralph is a master manipulator. We know this. And I feel like he's either twisting his words, misinterpreting, or just completely making it up. I mean, I could see that Josiah's biological father could have an issue with it, but I could also see him not having an issue with it and Ralph just making up that he has an issue with it just because one of his Ralphisms, like, do you believe him? I don't know. Like 20% of me is like, mm, question mark, where are the receipts? Honestly, it's hard to tell because if you recall, the biological father came last season mm -hmm. and there was some sort of situation where like they thought he wasn't going to come or excuse me, I think it was a situation where like in the past, there's been a plan for him to see Josiah and he wouldn't show up. And now all of a sudden it's like he is and Drew is having trouble trusting him and this and that. And so I agree with you. I would be curious to know if there actually is a conversation with the biological father and that he does feel some kind of way or if they're just making it up to match this book, you know, which leads me to our next point as we segue into the publisher's meeting with Raph and him telling Drew, you know, just follow my lead. We got this. This is how things are going to work. And the publisher comes along too, as he calls it the Pittman Palace, because where the fuck did that come from? But anyway, the publisher meeting comes and the way that they're explaining this book to Drew and then to come back and say, you're not going to be a part of the process is weird to me. Like, yeah, I understand it's a book to fathers about, you know, being a stepfather to other kids or what have you. But it's about Drew's child. Obviously, whatever experiences that you're going to be talking about in this book is going to involve the child's mother. So my thing is, why isn't it presented in like, hey... I'm going to, you know, take a stab at, you know, the first draft of my thoughts and then I'm going to share them with you so you can get your thoughts. To me, it's coming off as like Raph is making this book to save stepfathers everywhere and Drew is going to get a copy when she signs the forward. Like, what the hell? I don't know. It's weird. Was it weird to you? Every time I think that Ralph can't outdo himself. Mm, mm, he proves mm. me wrong. The fact that this isn't like a collaborative project between the two of them is extremely concerning red flag red flag ultimate red flag the fact that she's in the dark about how ralph i mean she said it very plainly too like is he talking about their marriage their personal kind of details into their marriage is he talking about like family business and the kingdom business is he, <laughs> is he talking about josiah in any way who is her son literally like her biological son like she said he literally came out of me like I don't understand. And I, I'm just very confused. The publisher, was, she was like encouraging this strange like decisions as far as like the strategy towards the book. I just, I really don't understand it. And honey, Ralph dropped that infamous line, which he loves to drop, talking about just follow my lead. <sighs> Nigga, what? <laughs> he is so exhausting to me. Like I, there's not a bone in his body that I trust. He always comes off very much like, don't worry, I got it handled. This is your part in this. He likes to keep her in like in his back pocket. He's like, this is what you're going to do. Don't do anything outside of this. But I'm like, this is your wife. This is supposed to be your partner. This isn't like 
you know, a child. This isn't a pet. This is your wife. And the thing is, too, the book is about step parenting. I'm no parent, obviously, but I would assume that parenting is a two person. I mean, especially in their in their situation, right? They're a married couple with with kids, shared kids, one of which is not Ralph's biological son. But parenting is kind of like a two takes two to tango job. So what is he giving from his perspective that Drew can't weigh in on? Or at least know what the heck he's talking about in the book. Like she's literally sitting there saying, I have no idea what's in this book. And then he has the audacity to ask her to write the foreword. It's like they're on the back cover and he's on the cover by himself. I'm like, wait, is this the Ralph show? Because I'm very confused as to who he's targeting as far as like who's going to pick up this book and read it. Um, what is there to take away from this book? It's just very, it's giving conceited one man show, which is mind boggling. I'm literally speechless. Like I have no words. It's like he has all the solutions or something. If I was Josiah's biological father, I would be more offended by him writing a book on how to father my child than him adopting the child that he's been raising. Like, I don't know. It just all seems like, to your point, it's the Ralph show. It's just like, he just wants to make this book, whatever. Seafood. It's giving seafood, fishy, fish market. I just don't, with Ralph, you gotta take everything with a grain of salt. And with this whole situation, keeping my eyes peeled for when the book finally drops, whenever that's gonna be. But I, yeah, it's just, you always gotta take, have a little bit of doubt when you're talking about Ralph Pittman, no shade. But facts, like. It, it is what it is. He's been proven to be a shady character. <laughs> Not a shady character. <laughs> Honey, we just gonna have to hope and pray that the publisher know what she doing. I mean, she did bring the passport covers, so maybe she got them protected somehow. Honey, sis, with the green eyeshadow, child. Honey, she had a V purple highlight on, too. It was giving color, for sure. She knew they were gonna fail. She was like, oh, I gotta bring out the good stuff. Honey, she was doing a little too much. She was ready for her close-up. Exactly, honey. That's enough of the Pittmans. What happened next? Honey, so next we see um, the group getting together, getting picked up, ready for Jamaica. Um, you know, the Richards Ross riding in style. We got the sprinters coming through. Honey, we see that Ross forgets his passport at home, so he's got a jet and an Uber, aka a production van, back to the house. And I was like, that was all too convenient. Anyways back to the house to get his passport so he can board the plane and you know make it with the rest of the group. Um, so we see some of the ladies filing in. Um, we see their plus ones as well. And honey, I have one question for you. So we know the first rule was to have water-friendly hair, braids, maybe a little sewing, honey, but watch the lace fronts, watch the glue. I wanna ask you, who do you think was giving the best vacation hair? Let's go down the list. Ooh. So my favorite vacation hair was definitely Miss Sheree Whitfield. <gasps> Honey, she had the braids to the scalp and then had them going back. I think Janae Aiko has had these before. Tribal. Exactly. Shout out to my roommate Jordan. Honey, she wears them a lot. They're so cute because it's like, it's very sleek. And then you get the flowy in the back. And then the color she had was really cute too. It was like a platinum blonde mixed with the black or maybe even like a little dark brown in there too. It was so cute. She was by far my top um, vacation hair. I think second would probably be a toss-up between... Honestly, I hate to say it, between Candy and um, Marlo. Because Candy braids are always just clean to me and just very aesthetically pleasing. And then Marlo's hair was really, really cute, I think. But I didn't really love Drew's braids. I feel like they looked a little clunky. But maybe it's just me. Ooh, okay. So I didn't love, I definitely love Drew's braids. 
they were giving like crochet, but they weren't. I was very confused by the length and the overall density. Um, I also did not love Sheree's braids. They looked inconsistent in size and shape. I like the color and I like the overall style, that Fulani tribal, but the execution, I was like, I feel like, ooh, like, when I get braids, it looks a little cleaner than that, but honey, no shade. Wow. I know, I know. Also, I'm, honey, flipping you on your head. I know. So for me, I think, honey, Kenya, her effort was there with the wet and wavy. Oh, oh. The oh. execution was bad. I'm giving her a B for effort with the wet and wavy. If you give it Kenya a B, what do you give it, Sheree? You don't want to hear. You better not give Sheree anything lower than a B. I, if, I would give her a B plus, honestly. Over that wet and wavy piece, you know that came straight from the beauty supply store. The shake and go. The shake and go strikes again. That's no, the shake no, and go no. again. I know. I'm, I'm going to go safe and say Marlo just because, um, to your point, Candy was giving us box braids, not list. You know, we see it, we've seen it before. It's just tried and true. Very clean. Right. Mm -hmm. um, Sonia, to me, was a little bit too big to... You know, it wasn't really giving beach vacay. Yeah. I feel like she didn't follow her own rule because that the hairstyle is not going to stay up for the whole weekend. Exactly. I would say, you know, I'm going to play it safe and give it to Marlo. But overall, I was hoping to see a little bit more variety in the hairstyles. The vacay hair, because you know the vacay hair is important. Us black women, honey, we got to get all the way together for vacay. Exactly. Honey, also while we're in the sprinter and we meet the plus ones, we see that Sheree did not bring Fatum, sis. I okay, okay. Thank you for pointing that out. So, whatever the Twitter streets were saying previously about, you know, sis perhaps got kicked off the show for stealing. We discussed this last episode. If you don't know what I'm talking about, honey, go ahead and hit pause and go back to last week. We unpacked that tea. Great observation, A. No more for two. Yeah, honey, Michelle had good energy. She was just so happy to be there. She was like, oh, I'll be you and Kenya plus one, honey. Which gets me to my next point. Kenya lying, talking about some shade dropped out on her in the last minute. Kenya knew shade was not coming from the beginning of the episode. That had to be at least one or two days difference between when they filmed. So she could have said something then, but she chose not to because the bitch, what is extra? And you know what? I feel like to that point, she probably was fibbing because there probably would have been footage of Kenya inviting Shay, like even if it was a phone call, because we know Shay, her cousin. We've seen her previous seasons, um, great girl and everything. Um, but if there was an invite, like even through phone, you know how they capture it on camera. I'm sure in that moment it would have flashed back to whenever Kenya invited her initially. So you might be onto something there. I think maybe there was no invite extended at all. And here she go again, playing the sick card. So Sonya was sure to... I point that out too. Exactly, exactly. So, honey, the ladies finally arrive in Jamaica and they get into, you know, their van and Sonya, who was a great host, might I add, is, you know, giving them the spiel about being back in Jamaica, the vibes or what have you. And the first thing I want to point out to you is that did you see Ross's fine ass in his confessional? That all black situation? <laughs> Not the ABS. Honey, he matching me. You know I got my all black on today too. Ooh. Not a tip for tats. Honey, sorry, you better watch out. It's giving couples vibes. Oh my gosh, honey. You will have to race her for that man. Oh no, that was <laughs> honey, not me becoming a runner at a track star for Ross. He's a runner, he's a track star. Mm, Listen, mm, mm. you can do anything you put your mind to. And I do believe that, but she is a four-time Olympian gold medalist. So I'm gonna put my money on Sonya. I will say it was beautiful to see her in her element. I mean, she's literally like 
a hometown hero, local celebrity vibe. Um, she was doing her thing in her host bag. But I have to say, don't, don't chew me up on this. She was definitely in her element, but her voice was getting on my damn nerves. Yeah, you could tell she was doing a lot to get them to re like react and to give good go good content. Because the thing is, and we've said this all season, Sonya is really good with like not being the bone carrier, but a mediator. You know, bringing everything to the table so we can talk about it. She's good at like getting interactions and reactions and people just to say things. And so you could see here that she was like trying to get them excited and to get good reactions and responses in the van. But Honey Candy was like, girl, I'm ready to eat. Like, I'm over this. Period. Okay. And you know when Candy's ready to eat, it's time to eat. Well, the last thing on the plus one team, now did you see Monietta and her man? Honey, I was just about to say. <laughs> yeah, yet about her man too. Shout out to Keith. Is it Keith or Heath? Oh, I thought it was Keith. It's Heath with an H, honey. Don't get it twisted. Like the chocolate, okay? But he is, he's giving very much vanilla. He wants to be very much vanilla, but we love Oh my God, I'm so sorry, Miss Yetta. Honey, Neo, push it all the way over to the white man. <laughs> <laughs> honey, I don't blame you, sis. I might have to do the same thing. So sick of love songs. Oh my God. <laughs> Honey, you see Chris never mind. We don't go open up that can of worms, honey. Shout out to Krista, honey. Ooh. Anywho, also during this plus one, we see that Marlo brings her friend Adrian and Todd wanted to know, you know, was it, you know, platonic? Da-da-da. And of course they're just friends because I think he's one of the girls. But honey, Candy was so ashamed and said Marlo ain't bringing none of her sponsors. I said, child, we ain't gonna never see none of them sponsors, huh? I just knew we were gonna see at least one of them. Never, ever, never, ever. Yeah, I know. She keeps her men under wraps, tight wrap, clank, clank, locked down. And so she brought her florist instead. I said, okay, that's bougie. I wish I had a florist. Mm-hmm, honey. A bad bitch never unveils her funders, okay? Ooh, the playbook. Honey, I'm not mad at her. It's none of y'all business. We get enough of the kids, of all that drama. We know the situation. I mean, we ain't got to see it. I don't blame her either because these bitches will eat you alive. Not even given the opportunity. Mm -hmm. So as we see the ladies in their plus ones filing into the beautiful resort, you know, they're welcomed with a, a welcome drink. We see Todd isn't is drinking currently, which is interesting because we know Candy doesn't drink. Honey, he matching his woman. He's matching. I was like, okay. And honey, he, really, he wanted to grab that damn drink now. It did look good, too. It looked delicious, okay, with the Jamaican colors up there. But he was like, you know what? I'm going to hold off. So, honey, bravo to Todd for being strong in that moment. Um, so we see them, I think, in, like, golf carts, I'm sure, going to their suites. And, honey, what happens between Kenya Moore and this man that's walking by? Please break it down, eh? Honey, so the ladies are going onto their suites in the golf carts, minding their business. And then Kenya spots this like light-skinned, thick guy at the pool. Now, in her defense, honey, he is my type. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I didn't, that, that word thick, I was like, oh, here he go. Honey, <laughs> shout out to Beyonce, honey. Thick is in. With the cute. With the cute. I definitely would have double-taked as well, but I was not expecting them to hit a whole Yui. They hit a U-turn and went to go pick up that man. And when we get to him, we find out that not only is he fine, but he's a Brit, bitch. Honey. Did you hear that accent? Allegiance to the queen, because that man is hailing from the big UK. All hail the queen, sis, because that man is fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, queen. <laughs> Thank you, queen. 
<laughs> we need him. Listen, but you know, I'm going to give props where props are due. Sonya held it down as a wing woman for real. But she hit him with the, who are you here with? He said, my friend. She said, that's not what I'm asking. I said, I know that's right. You here single or you got somebody? What's going on? What's the tea, honey? Exchange WhatsApp because you know they in a foreign country. And honey, he got the invite to the dinner. So honey, we, we'll get to that tea later on. But that was a scratch Pull over, get the digits, and keep it moving. Honey, I was not mad at that. Now, I gotta ask you, do you think this cute Brit was a production plant, or do you think he was genuinely picked up at the pool? I think that he was genuinely picked up at the pool. It didn't feel produced at all. Like, he wasn't mic'd up. If he had a mic, I'm like, mm. They might have spotted him like, hey, you you want to uh, be on a television show? Like, <laughs> mic'd him up and then have him walking by and like, that. no. He wasn't mic'd up. They weren't showing his face initially. So I didn't know if there was going to be more or less of this man because, you know, they got to sign all the um, the paperwork, uh, release all of that. Um, but it felt real. What do you, do you not agree? Yeah, I definitely think that there was a sense of realness to it. I mean, obviously, they probably saw him and then got him to sign a release and then went back to film, which is fine. But I do think there was genuinely no plan for Kingy to find a plus one in this place. And then she was like, oh, he's cute. And then Sian just played along with it, which I think is really cute for them. So I was a fan of that. I was a huge fan of that moment. So we'll see what happens with John and Kenya later on. But then we finally get to the suites, and honey, Sonya's suite is stunning. I mean, the whole resort is beautiful. I mean, even Candy was like, it's a beautiful place. Granted, she had already been there because, you know, rich bitch shit. But it's such a beautiful resort. Sonya's spot is dope. They got the food waiting. It was a cute vibe. Sonya gets a lot of tens for this for me. Shout out to iFit and Sonya. She did a really good job because, you know, accommodations are a big kind of to do when it comes to this group or just traveling in general you know wherever you lay your head is very very important no bunk beds people no bunk beds mm. i'm just saying <laughs> it's not like some ptsd from your side but okay um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no if you're grown folks don't sleep in bunk beds so i feel you on that um but no she did a really good job with the accommodations five stars roses you know, all of all of the accolades for that. Honey, she passed that test for sure. And the ladies were appreciating it too. They recognized, they could recognize the work that she did, or maybe I fit did, um, to to get them all settled and everything. And yeah, everyone's room seemed nice. So there was a little bit of shade with the room assignments. Yeah, but we find out later that I think everyone's room is probably just complimentary. But I was surprised because, you know, typically we've sort of, in all of the franchises, I think, we've sort of leaned away from hosts assigning rooms because people are always upset. And so typically it's like a fair game or some sort of trivia type situation for them to get their room. So, honey, science took it old school and was just like, I have picked the rooms as the host. Here you go. And I was not upset with that. Like, it was easy. It was smooth. Y'all fed. Go to your rooms. Have a good life. And so... It was a really good vibe. I'm not mad at it. After the debacle in Blue Ridge Mountains, as far as Marlo being the host, but losing control of her own trip <laughs> due to external factors, Sonya was like, listen, this is my trip. These are my rules. And here are your room keys. Enjoy. Like she was definitely, she's definitely keeping her grip on this trip because we know with this group of ladies, anything can go awry at any moment. Exactly. And it worked out. So I'm glad about that. Honey, the one weird thing I wanted to point out in this scene is that what is up with Marlo and Sheree going back and forth about 
um, gas and flatulence. Why are they always talking about this? That is not cute. I don't want us to talk about that anymore. First, it was Marlo burping. And now it's Sheree shitting. Like, I don't want to talk about that. That is disgusting. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was a funny little moment. I mean, I feel Sheree had to use the bathroom. She's like, listen, I gotta go. So I don't want to use it in your room, but can you give me my room key so I can go use the bathroom in my room? Um, honey, but yeah, they were just poking fun back and forth. But yeah, it was if you know fart humor. Honey hate it. I hate, <laughs> I hate it. it too. Okay. <laughs> Honey, what happened next oh with these God. crazy women? So next, of course, we know we have a welcome dinner coming up on the first night for the ladies and all of their plus ones to get together, get cute, and enjoy some good food. Um, so the ladies are just getting ready for that. Honey, shout out to, again, the host, Sonia. She hooked it up in Kenya's room for her upcoming birthday, rose petals, all that. I guess she can get romantic with herself or with a friend in that same spirit we see brit bay Ooh, i like that so we see brit bay pull up on kenya and bring her a red bull which was interesting i guess maybe she requested it maybe she was feeling sleepy honey kenya had the back out the tummy out booty out she was looking good. Her little plus one for the evening showed up. He was looking good as well. So they're just kind of building some reports, seeing as how they literally just met on the side, not the side of the road, but the side of the resort road uh, before dinner. So that was a cute little moment. It was shady for the producers to do a throwback at the horrible men that Kenya have chosen. Like, that was fucked up. They didn't have to do my girl like that, especially with Matt, because you know he was crazy. What did he say? Oh my gosh, that line had me cra- fundamentally disturbed or whatever yes. he said. They took it back to Walter, the OG, who, you know, they accused of being hired as an actor. Um, but yeah, she was like, I have good taste in men. I feel good vibes talking about John. Flashback to Walter, Matt, and of course, Mr. Mark Daly. Um, so honey, we're just going to put forth, instead of, we're not going to be like the producers. We're going to put forth positivity into this plus one date um, for the dinner for Kenya because the man is fine. Like you made very clear, eh? Fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fine. Honey, so we finally get to the dinner and Sonya arrives first with Ross. Now, Ross, amazing, beautiful, stunning, just fine as fuck. Adonis. But Sonya with this black and white judge meets nun meets stripper outfit, vacation (gasps) outfit. Ooh. What was that? Did you see the ruffles going down the front? It was like tuxedo vibes. What was it? Little House on the Prairie. And it was a two-piece. It was like conservative, but trashy at the same time. Um, A two-piece she put on flats. I was like, girl, what are you doing? Like, where have we gone wrong, Sonia? You have, she has been pretty like style-wise, pretty middle of the road, like wearing safe, making like safe fashion choices, which is fine. We like safe over, you know, tacky um but that one i could not get into now her man was matching in the all black if i'm not incorrect honey he had the ankle showing he was looking so handsome mm-hmm. but her outfit was a bit confused absolutely we see drew join next and she was giving a little leg action as well with her man ralph <laughs> ralph and then yeah the whole group starts to trickle in sheree comes in a blue and white piece that i really really loved it was super flowy um she was giving a red lip which i did love with the fit um you know michelle was coming through with her flow as well giving very much island vibes 
I loved Michelle looks. I think the top three looks for me were Sheree, Michelle, and Marlo because they were all giving, you know, vacation vibes. Flowey, I love colors if you're out like in an island somewhere or somewhere like on vacation. I think it's just so beautiful. It's the place to do it. The wind is blowing. It's just so dope. They were definitely the top um, looks for me. And then also going back real quick to uh sonya and drew i guess they're friends now question mark yes so the hatchet has been buried for now <laughs> between those two um you know i think that i mean i was gonna say it's pretty hard to fight in paradise but with these ladies i'm gonna be eating my words in about exactly. two minutes so um <laughs> exactly <laughs> no i think you know they're just choosing harmony and peace over like the stupid conflict that they had which good because we all know, you know, and the listeners know that I'm personally tired of their beef because it's just like, it for me, it's spun out of nowhere and nothingness. So, honey, if you're gonna have, if you're gonna fight with somebody, let it be something of substance, honey. Their beef was very dumb, so they are moving forward. Thank God for it. Yes, honey, I'm glad because I'm over it. It was so unnecessary. Before we get into when things go left, we first start getting into John and the table is, you know, questioning him, getting some more information on him. And the first thing that I peeped was John is 37, bitch. He looked about 25. They literally thought he was way younger than, I mean, I did too. I did too, honestly. Um, but yeah, no, a healthy age of 37. You know, Miss Kenya is what, 50, 51. So I mean, it was giving boy toy energy. I'm not mad at it. He looks really good. Honey, keep up the skincare routine, whatever it is, John, Britt Bay, because um, he looks good. He looked great. It was cute. They were kind of asking him questions. Honey, you're good since Michelle asked boxer briefs. We learned he goes, come in though, okay? Honey, and then Kenya had an extra leg joke, okay? <laughs> that third leg. I was like, here she goes. Sheree made such um, a funny observation. She said, when there is a man around for Kenya to interact with, to flirt with, she's all soft, delicate. And when the man is gone, that's when all the claws come out. But it's true. We set, we do see her kind of transform when she, she gets a little like giddy and shy. It's fun to see. It's fun to see a different side of her because usually it's, you know. Honey, I hate to say it, but when Kenya is with a man, it's giving Ken. I think there could be a healthy balance, though, because Ken was too extreme. I don't think Ken is extreme. I just think Ken was extreme when Ken was with Mark, because Mark is extreme. So I think when Ken is alone or with a healthy man in a healthy relationship, I think Ken will be good for Kenya, because we Kenya is extreme. So I feel like if we could get Ken sometimes... Oh, to bring Kenya down, we'll be good to go. And it's something right there in the middle of the sweet spot. Because we like to see, whenever people are happier, you know, generally, general rule of thumb, they are more pleasant. So if, if that means, honey, giving a little flirtatious vibe from John, we're going to encourage that for sure. Exactly, exactly. So also during this dinner, of course, Ralph's book comes up. And, you know, he's telling everyone why he's writing the book. It's about their child, Josiah, et cetera, et cetera. And Marlo challenges him a little bit, you know, asking Drew, did you know he didn't want to adopt Josiah? What are your thoughts on that? Are you okay with that? Et cetera, et cetera. What are your thoughts? Do you think Marlo was pushing a little bit too much here? Okay. This is about to get real crazy, real controversial. Because it gets crazy, though. It does get crazy. It does get crazy. So let's, I guess, unpack slowly, step by step. Was Marlo wrong 
um, or out of bounds for giving her opinion on the situation. Mm -hmm. Because Candy even calls her out and says, why are you going so hard? Right. I feel like her delivery was just wrong. Like, you know, she empathizes. It, it seemed like very real and raw emotion. Like she's a, she's a product of the foster care system. Um, she's bounced around from home to home. She's been very vocal about the issues that she experienced growing up you know, issues with her mother, et cetera. We also are privy, of course, to the Munty hood, right? And the challenges that she's navigating with that. I think what she should have done, I'm not going to condemn her for her feelings about the situation because she's asking valid questions. Like he committed to adopting him, now he's not. Like what problems is that stirring within the, the uh, Sedora Pittman home, et cetera. But I feel like it was kind of... Like looking down at Raph a little bit? She was coming with a very righteous undertone versus like being humble. Like if she came to the conversation with humility and said, you know, and well, well, hold on, let me, you're going to make, make me eat my words because we see Sonia, I think she made a comment to Marlo in the moment and said, said, you know, kind of, it was a whisper, but they definitely caught the audio. Shout out to the mics. Um, you know, like, how are the boys doing? And she said some things to the effect of, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Meaning, you know, she didn't really want to bring it up in this scene. But then in the next breath, you go hard at Ralph about his decisions as far as parenthood. And we know that you've made very controversial decisions as far as your muntyhood. So it just, it kind of was like throwing stones when you live in a glass house. And that is what Candy called out, which open up a whole can of worms that I'm sure we'll get to in a second. But before we get to that, what do you think? Because I think that, like I said, not downplaying the way she felt. Obviously, she's very emotionally connected to the situation. It hits home for her. But it does feel very contradictory. Yeah, I definitely do think it was all in her delivery. She was going really hard on Ralph. And I understand it is weird that he would say he was going to adopt Josiah and then take it back and I agree I'm curious what are Drew's thoughts about that as well like is she okay with that is she annoyed about it and so I understand her bringing it up because Ralph brings up the book but it's all in your delivery like she was coming off judgmental she was coming off of like oh child like you 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 okay with that Drew you okay with that and for me it was like hold up, Marlo, let's bring it back a little bit because ain't nobody coming for you. And I think in this moment, that's sort of why Candy wanted to call her out and be like, why you're upset? Like, why are you going so hard? But honey, little did she know that Marlo was going to come right back and it was going to be a Marlo versus Candy show. Can you please unpack for the listeners what happened in Jamaica at this restaurant between Marlo and Candy? So, I mean, some may argue that Candy was wrong in calling her out, but it would have been a very unnatural situation or encounter. It's like the elephant in the room. Like if Candy hadn't called her out in the moment, we would all be at home thinking the same thing. Like it, she basically said what was on all of our minds. Unfortunately for everyone involved, Marlo went to town on Candy Burris Tucker. Like, she really, okay, first of all, I'm going to set the record straight. This whole Todd narrative about Candy supports him, she he's riding on her coattails. We, they just got to let that go. Let it die. It's an And that Todd literally said in the moment, like, let this near, old narrative go. Well, I will say. What? I, oh, we about to fight on this one. No, no, I agree with what you're saying. But I'm saying before she said that Candy takes care of Todd, the first thing that she said is why does candy's mother come before todd and when she said that 
Todd didn't necessarily disagree with that. If you look at him, he's sort of like, he does something like this and then he keeps eating. He doesn't say a word. And so for me, yes, I agree with what you're saying in that the narrative about Candy taking care of Todd is old, is bullshit, Todd works, leave them alone. But the narrative about Miss Joyce taking precedent over Todd could still be a situation at play. And I'm just taking what Todd's nonverbal reaction to what was said as, is there trouble in paradise? Because we saw, we saw last week when we were having the trust discussion that, you know, it's still a little bit of like questioning Todd's judgment. And so, and I'm no shade, but I do think Miss Joyce still runs a few things over there. So that I just want to clarify that that was what Marlo said at first. That's what she said at first. And there wasn't really any reaction from Todd. So, but. To your point, going and saying that Candy is taking care of him and stuff, that's old news. Like, that's what she started taking it too far for me. You know what? I didn't pick up on that. I could see, I'm sure, understanding who jo- Miss Joyce is as a person, what we see as far as what she's presented um, through the many seasons of the show, would not be surprised if that was still the situation. I can take that. I received that. I could see that, you know, that would, and, but I, I just don't understand how we went from that to Todd is essentially a sugar baby. He doesn't work. Marlo also makes accusations of Todd apparently having negative comments or opinions about Candy before they even met back in South Africa. Which I was going to say, she brought that tea out after Todd dropped the hot flaming tea that Marlo wasn't even in the friend group. She had to buy her way in and that he got that tea as BTS production crew. So I feel like honestly, when these pieces of information started dropping, it started getting real cutthroat. Like you got Marlo over here saying that Todd didn't even want candy back in Africa. You got Todd over here saying the only reason why Marlo's on the show is because she bought her way up here. And then you got Marlo saying that Candy isn't even known worldwide. She only known in Atlanta and that she really wants a wife and not a husband. Like it started getting really crazy. It was getting really crazy. A lot of tea was being dropped. Okay, honey, the, the BTS tea was the tea that really sent me because there's no reason for Todd, Todd to lie. The fourth wall was knocked down. Like, knock the fuck down on that. Like, they was like, Todd was like, I don't even care at this point. Y'all talking about my character? No, I'm gonna put you on blast for how you even got here in the first place. I was like, shit. And honestly, that all sounded plausible. I hate to say it. I love Miss Marlon Hampton to death. I rise down. I'm a Hampton. I'm a Hampton through and through. But that shit does sound plausible. Because I remember when I was re-watching Real Housewives, and I think I was talking to you, actually, Fresh, and I was like, where who, who introduced marlo to the show because if you think back marlo's first introduction to the show was when she was dating nini's ex and so she couldn't have been friends with nini and so to marlo's point she was allegedly friends with phaedra but it still didn't make sense because her and phaedra showed up at cynthia's runway show just randomly and then the next time you see marlo she's on candy coated nights with her ex so it just, it didn't make sense as to the storyline of her coming as Phaedra's friend. And so Todd was like, okay, you talking about me being a sugar baby. Let's talk about you not even being a true housewife. You buying your way in here. Honey, it got nasty in Jamaica. Sia didn't know what to do with herself. They broke, was it rule number two or three? <laughs> Honey, all of the above because we ain't got no braids. The only thing they ain't broke is the weed. And I'm sure somebody was high. <laughs> yeah, no, it got nasty between between those two. And it's interesting that when it comes to, you know, whoever 
is in the hot seat with Candy trying to attack her, her marriage, her character, her career. It really flops every time. <laughs> like, you're only known in Atlanta? Come on. No. Like, she, like Candy said, I'm worldwide. And that's period. Like, come on. You are reaching for straws. The fact this, again, the Todd narrative is very old and cold. Um, let it go. Like, if you're going to come for Candy, at least let it, again, let it have some substance. You're grasping for straws. Marlo, I give you a big X for this whole conversation interaction. I was not on her side, not one blip. I was very disappointed in her. And I think everybody else was. Mayetta was even over it. She did not fuck with what Marlo did. And I agree with that. And the funniest part of it all, they done scared Brit Bay away. Oh my God. John was gone with the wind. <laughs> He hit that old dusty truck. He disappeared. He dipped. And I don't blame him, too, because I'm like, they are crazy. You know, he's from the UK, so he probably wasn't ready for it. <laughs> the last observation that I made out of this whole scene was Sheree. So if you remember, Kenya whispers, mouths over to Sheree, that's your friend. Meaning, like, Sheree is sitting back. And she, she, she made it known, too. She said, I'm neutral. Um, she's sitting back and watching. We know, again, the three versus three dynamic that has been established within this group. Um, we know that Sheree is on Team Marlo. Um, and she sees her, like, really wiling out, honestly, in defense of, of course, the sensitivity around her nephews and all of that. And really just, like you said, just going blow for blow, low and low. What is the responsibility of a friend in that moment? Like, somebody that you rock with, somebody who you've made it very clear to the group and to the world that you're Team Marlo in this Mar Team Marlo versus Team Kenya kind of feud. If your friend is standing up and saying some nonsense, like, where's the accountability in this point? So I'm interested to see what the aftermath of this conversation is. I'm sure they'll have a little, you know, a couple one-on-ones kind of breaking down the whole dinner scene. I'm going to keep my eyes and ears peeled on what the follow-up is. Is Sheree going to sit down with Marlo and let her know what was wrong? Um, you know, where she took it too far, what she thinks of that interaction, or is she going to back her up 100%? And if that's the case, extremely fake. We'll definitely see, but it's one of those things where it's like, Marlo has grown. And, you know, as someone who has friends that may have comments or opinions that I don't necessarily agree with, I can't say that I would call them out right there in front of people. Granted, Marlo and Sheree may not be best of friends, so for the show purposes, yeah, Sheree could have said something, but let's say for the sake of this discussion, they are friends. I don't think I would necessarily call out my friend right there. Even if they're wrong, I might just sit there to Sheree's point and just not say nothing, let them talk about it like grown folks, and then to your point, behind closed doors, behind the scenes, girl, you were tweaking. <laughs> not tweaking. What is going on? Yeah. Like, what is going on? You were doing too much. So I, I'm agreeing with you in that. I'm staying tuned because that was uncalled for, Marlo. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. That was not the way that we should start a trip to Jamaica. Are you talking about some anybody thirsty versus anybody broke? Like, damn. <laughs> and we all know Candy and Todd are far from broke, honey. That's what I'm like, girl. Just let it go. Hell, let Marlo go, supported their business early in the season at OLG. Um, so you know they got money. Not up for debate, not up for discussion. All in all, this island, I don't know if they can handle these girls because this is only the beginning. We're at episode one, night one. Aren't they there for like a week or something? Five days, I think? Something like that. Something like that. Honey. Anywho, after that dinner, the only thing we can wash all that drama away with 
is a nice, fat, sweet, juicy peach. And I already know who my girl of the week is. Do you know who your housewife is? I think I know, but I want you to hit it first. Well, my peach of the week, shocking to all, including myself, is going to miss Kenya Moore. Because I have to say that we all have have watched Kenya, you know, go through ups and downs in relationships, be just damaged, honestly, by horrible men, horrible situations. And a lot of times loves to play up this Kenya more um, persona. But honestly, the John situation really showed me a softer side in that she was playing along. You know, they went around, they got the dude's number. And even if it was, you know, a little scripted or what have you, like, whatever. It seems like she's being a fun time. It seems like she's being a good sport. She's trying to, you know, have fun, be flirty, get her groove, not get her groove back, but get back in the groove a little bit. And I'm a fan of that. And I always like seeing Kenya softer side when she lets her guard down and truly show us her true you know her her emotions who she is at the core and I feel like her being a fun sport in this John situation really showed me that and it showed me that hey she's open to meeting other men and to really exploring what single life and single Kenya looks like and so for those reasons I'm gonna have to give my peach of this week to Miss Kenya Moore honey I think hell just froze over I think so too, girl. We'll get some skates. <laughs> Honey, ice skates. <laughs> Honey, Kenya got my peach. Lord have mercy. Print the presses. Okay, that's a very solid choice. I can't say that I disagree wholeheartedly. Um, but for my peach of the week, I am going to extend my arms with the peach in the middle like this. Um, straight to, you know it. Blah, blah, blah. Miss Jamaica, man. Sonia Richards, Ross. Ooh. Dutty wine, okay. Mm, that's a good one. She was showing up and showing out on this episode, okay. She really took care of her friends. She was taking care of business. She rolled out the red carpet um, in a real way, which we love to see. It's also beautiful to learn about, you know, her athletic journey and what it means to um, kind of, you know, represent the United States, obviously, but understanding that her, um, of her Jamaican heritage. And and when she goes back home, um, you know, it's home, right? It's not just a vacation spot. Learning more about, you know, her family earlier on in the episode, just tying it all together. Besides the annoying voice from time to time, she's at about a 15, I need her to come about a 10 and a half. Um, Besides that, she is just so excited and so happy to be home. And we love to see that, okay? Um, And, you know, what a beautiful place to call home. I mean, I'm not mad at it. That's a built-in vacation right there. And last but not least, I'm going to give a slice of the peach to iFit because that's who's really got the bag. Sponsoring. That's the real peach of the week, honey. iFit. That's the real sponsor. Okay. That is a sponsor. Hell, we need to get started getting fit and try to get an iFit sponsorship over here at BRK. Honey, do you want to fly yourself iFit? We'll give you all the content like the ladies of uh, Rahua did and will do. Okay, call me, beat me, I fit. Um, so yeah, so for those reasons and many, many more, I give my peach of the week to Sonia. That's a good one. I love those peaches of the week. So listeners, let us know who you think deserves BRK's peach of the week. Should it be Miss Kenya Moore for her letting her guard down and truly trying to get back in the groove of things? 
Or should it be Miss Sonya Richards Ross for hosting such a beautiful trip to her homeland for our ladies of Rahua? Let us know on the comments on our IG at BRKPod. Well, girl, I feel like this is a good episode. I'm excited to see where we go next week in Jamaica, Mon. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a vibe. I think it is going to get a little more reckless, but... It wouldn't be the ladies of Atlanta if they didn't get reckless on a trip. Jamaica me crazy. Ooh. <laughs> Honey, I'll see you next week to see what these bitches got going on. Honey, you know where to find me. I'll holler. Bye. Bro, bro. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Black Reality Kiki. Like and subscribe for more from your favorite Black Reality gurus. Till next time, keep it peachy, y'all. Bye.